Well, good morning. I had to smile while I heard that gospel because it's very relevant to our family right now. Last night, my son proposed to a wonderful young lady to be married. When it gets closer to the wedding, I'll have to talk to him a little bit about the wine thing because I can't do anything about that. In a lot of the movies and sometimes the stories and books that we read, there's a particular type of character that's there. And it's what I would call the perpetual optimist, the person that is always positive, always seeing the the silver lining, the good side of something. And they're great to have around. They're people like, for example, in the movies, let's say, um, I think of Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. I think of Rudy from the movie Rudy. I think of Tigger. I think of, um, well, it's funny because I talked to my son-in-law and my daughter about it and they first said Joy from the movie Inside Out, which I had never even heard of that movie. So one day when I was babysitting and the baby was sleeping, I watched the movie. And she personifies exactly what I'm talking about, a person that sees the positive side of everything, sees the beauty in life. There's, we love to have those people around us. And then I think if you think about your life, you know people like that. I've got a couple in my life that are like that. And I love to be around them because they balance me. When I'm negative, they're always up. And they help out with, that, with me getting through life. Back in the uh, 70s, there was a professor out at the University of Southern California. You may have heard of him, Leo Buscaglia. And he taught a course called Love. And he would travel around the world and he would speak about love and beautiful speeches that he gave. And I remember one quote that he said, and it pertains to these positive people. It says, all the world loves a lover. We think they're a little crazy sometimes, but we like to have them around. And I think that's very true. So why am I talking about this with this gospel reading? Well, I'd like to look at this gospel very briefly here from two things. The first thing is the miracle itself. This is Jesus' first public miracle that happens. And who does he perform that in front of? The servants, the lowest people there. And it reminds me of the nativity story. Who were the first people to hear about the birth of Jesus Christ? The shepherds, the lowest of the lowest there. Shepherds back in those days were criminals. They were outcasts. That's why they lived in the fields with the sheep. But they were the first ones to hear the good news. That's something that I've been thinking about, Jesus revealing himself to the lowest that we consider in society. And I invite you to think about that too over the next few days. The next thing that we look at is when Jesus turns water into wine, they bring it to the head waiter. The head waiter tastes this, goes to the bridegroom and says, this is the finest wine. This is the best stuff. Most people serve that in the beginning, but you saved it. And I'm sure sure the bridegroom was going, I have no idea what you're talking about, as most bridegrooms are clueless on that day anyway. 
And so the waiter goes, it's just, just amazed that this incredible wine was there. That wine, the finest kind, represents two things. It represents the finest that our Heavenly Father could give us in His Son. And it represents all the goodness that God showers upon us, not every day, not every hour, not every minute, but every second of our lives. There's goodness and beauty and the finest around us. But for whatever reason, as human beings, we seem to recognize the bad quicker than we do the good. And I think it's because the bad hurts us. The bad stings us. We, we feel we don't like that. And it's easy to moan about it. When in fact, there is far more good and beauty around us than there is bad. But we have to make an effort to see that. Those people I talked about, the positive people earlier, they're the ones that see it every single second of their life. We need to do that. And in doing that, we praise God. And in doing that, we make other lives of other people better. I'd like to issue a little bit of a challenge to all of us, myself included. And that is, I know this is the new year, and I know we have all made New Year's resolutions, lose weight, exercise more, whatever it is. But I'd like to propose another one, and that is that once a day, just once a day, recognize something beautiful that God has given you in your life. See it, voice it, but not only recognize it, thank God at that moment for it. They say it takes doing something three times to make it a habit. Next three days, make an effort to do that and hopefully it becomes a habit. I'd like to leave you with a quote, and this is from St. Augustine. And he says, indeed, man wishes to be happy even when he so lives as to make happiness impossible. Amen. <laughs>